Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. Once again, I'm your co-host, Dallas Montague. Today in the studio, we have another amazing guest, Charlita Houston. And it's so great to have you here on the show today. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me on today. I've heard a little bit about your story already and a little bit about your music. I'm really excited to speak with you today and hear your story and talk about what you're doing in your life right now for the Lord and what he's been taking you on your journey the last several years. And so, again, it's a pleasure to have you. And if I can have you share your story with our listeners, I always love to ask our guests to share their story so we can know you a little bit more, hear your story, and then we can kind of jump into your book today. Well, I uh, was born and raised uh, in church, uh, literally almost born in church. <laughs> My mom uh, uh, almost gave birth to me. Wow. <laughs> but um, I come from a line of, uh, of pastors um, and preachers. Uh, my grandfather, my great-grandfather were pastors, uncle, grandmother, mom, dad, cousins, brother, I mean, I just come from a line of pastors and preachers. So I was very fortunate enough to grow up in the church and and to have that to be a part of who I am um, since birth. Growing up in church was uh, was fun. You know, it was fun. But, of course, it uh, was difficult in some areas being the first family. You know, um, that's another subject (laughs) altogether, Mm -hmm. uh, the first family chronicles. But... um, it was a lot expected from us and a lot that we had to do. So uh, we definitely, uh, I think God gives the first family, you know, in, in abundance. Mm-hmm. At a very early age, uh, I was singing in church, uh, try to play the drums, the beat, <laughs> you know. Oh. Um, I have uh, siblings and cousins and stuff. We played the piano. I mean, every instrument that you could think of, uh, we have done it. And um, I'm just so grateful because as I got older, um, I really developed a personal relationship with God. And that's the most important. I mean, you could be born and raised in church, but but if you don't have that personal relationship with God, then what are you doing? So um, I was able to develop a personal relationship with with, uh, God uh, just going through, um, you know, everyday situations and and going through life and, and God being there every step of the way, showing me. And um, I'm forever grateful for that. I am forever grateful. No, no different. You know, you know how you have people that come into uh, knowing Christ, you know, uh, in their teens or in their adult years. But I don't know any difference because I've, I've known Christ since, you know, I could remember. So um, I don't know no other way. 
You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Hi, my name is Stephen Bryan, and I am the author of the new book, Security for Holy Places. Churches today are being vandalized, burglarized, desecrated, and assaulted at an alarming rate. Many churches are unprepared. My book, Security for Holy Places, is the practical information you need to fix security problems. You can order my book online from all the top sellers. Get it today. Be safe. Understanding and abiding in the fear of the Lord is an essential kingdom concept, beneficial for both the believer and the unbeliever alike of hating evil. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. And then to flee from evil, to then abide in the light as he is in the light. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Find your copy, Understanding the Fear of the Lord, on Amazon today. And with that, real quick, I want to touch on that. Growing up in the church, how would your life have been different if you didn't have that experience? Like if you said, if you did meet him as a teenager or later as an adult? I I I know. <laughs> I know that uh, definitely a lot of people would have taken advantage of me um, because I'm a very kind-hearted person. And um, I definitely, definitely know that I would have been taken advantage of in, in multiple ways. And so I think the advantage, one of the advantages of knowing Christ early was that protection, you know, that I had from him and, and, you know, that discernment that was given to me and those type of things, you know, that come with your walk with God. Um, I, I was given those things at an early age. So I was able to decipher, you know, what was good for me and what wasn't. And then the things that I wasn't able to decipher, God always protected me. He always showed me. And mm-hmm. so um, I know that things could have been worse, you know, if um, if I did not have his protection. So I think that was one of the biggest uh, uh, advantages of growing in church is that protection. Uh, another advantage is... Um, the relationship um, that I have with Christ is, um, I mean, of course, like every day you want to grow relationships just like you want to grow uh, natural relationships over time, you know, but I had an early start, <laughs> which was pretty mm-hmm. good, you know, and so uh, uh, it's like every time I think that um, you know, me and God has reached a certain level, he shows me more of him. And, you know, it's kind of ignorant of me to think that, oh, okay, we reached this level and that's all that's to it because there's a lot to God that we don't even, we can't even fathom, you know, but, um, you know, experiencing a deeper relationship with him uh, over time uh, definitely was one of the advantages too of um, knowing him at an early age. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Having that advantage of knowing Christ at an early age puts you in a place that other people didn't necessarily have. For me, I didn't grow up in the church. I knew who Christ was, but I never knew him personally until I was about 18 or 20 years old. And so I think you had a great start to your life with the Lord. And moving forward a little bit, 
you are a singer. And so you were talking a little bit about your family. They play instruments. And so do you play any instruments or do you just sing? I um, I play the drums. You know, I like I said before, I'm not mm-hmm. uh, a professional at it, <laughs> but I can keep a beat. Um, I went to school uh, for music and um, we had to learn how to play, you know, uh, different instruments and stuff like that. I really did not um, study instruments thoroughly. I just did it to, you know, pass <laughs> the course mm-hmm. and to move yeah. <laughs> and to move on. <laughs> I took two years of piano and I can't play. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, I get it. <laughs> right? It's just like, what? So I... Um, I don't think any other instrument I I know how to play, but except for that, and then I sing, of course. <laughs> and so, a little bit about your music again. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your story with us and with your singing. And so, you you said you have a stage name. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, my stage name is Lisa Cologne, and um, the reason why I chose that is because my mate name uh, is Saint Cologne, and so. Um, I wanted to use uh, my maiden name in honor of my uh, late father. And um, and then the latter part of my name. Uh, growing up, I used to, my family used to always call me Char, Char. But then I mm. had friends that called me Lita. So I just stuck with the Lita part. And then I added the latter part of my maiden name, Cologne. And that's how I came up with that uh, stage name. And I think it, it flows, you know, it fits, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it, too. I also like Charlita, very unique name as well. Oh, thank you. Okay, so a little bit more about your life moving forward in your singing career. What is what is this? What inspired you to be an artist or to sing or to the, do some of these things like this? Well, honestly, um, I've always sung with my family. Um, we had a group together. Um, we traveled and sung together. So it was always like a group thing. But when um, the Lord called me one day, he talked to me one day and he told me, he said, I want you to go solo. And I thought I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, you know, so afraid because I always had the support of my family behind me. And he's like, I want you to go solo. He said, I will be with you. And during that time, I uh, I was going through a lot. And so I began to write songs. And, and I didn't know that it was in preparation for what the next level that God had me to uh, go into and to walk into. And so shortly after I began to write the songs, that's when he spoke to me. And um, I started uh, working with some producers and trying to get it um produced and and out there and from that point on I just you know always continue to believe in myself I took a big pause from the uh, first like multi-single that I put Mm -hmm. out there I think I put a multi-single out in 2008 and um, I didn't start making music again until actually last year wow and why the pause on that I, th- so I think the reason why the pause is because I was really discouraged, um, to be honest. Uh, the the multi-single that I put out, it really didn't go anywhere. I uh, didn't get the support 
from friends and family, uh, like they said, that they would support me. Um, I had wonderful opportunities during that time, though, to open up for um, uh, like Alita Adams, uh, late Walter Hawkins, uh, Jason Nelson. Um, I, 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 you know, I was really privileged uh, to be able to open up for them, but even that didn't go anywhere. And so I think it, I just got discouraged and I was like, you know, I'm just going to put this on the back burner and just focus on uh, my family. And that's kind of what I did until, you know, God started tugging at me again and saying, okay, it's time for you to get back out there. I do want to ask a question. Um, I see here that you you were a teacher for grades five through eight at a bilingual middle school. What were the two languages for the bilingual school? Uh, Spanish and English, but they also uh, um, incorporated Mandarin. Wow. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, they they also incorporated Mandarin. So, yeah, that was, that was a great fit for me because um, even though I don't speak Spanish uh, thoroughly, even though I should, because my my dad's side is Puerto Rican, but <laughs> um, I grew up with my with my mom's side. Um, it, it was a good fit because going to school uh, for music, we were taught to sing in different languages. So I basically sung in almost every language, um, uh, the popular languages that you know are still out there, and um, I was able to take that. Uh, teaching that I received and I was able to uh, teach it to my students. So not only were we uh, singing songs in Spanish, um, but I taught them songs in Latin and and Mm. Italian and things of that sort. So um, it was really a a new experience for them. And it was a great experience for me to um, be able to use what uh, I've been taught. Mm-hmm. Living here in Brazil, like I mentioned earlier, I don't speak Portuguese fluently either, but I'm practicing the language, studying a little bit. My wife is Brazilian too. And through the music at churches, mm-hmm. of course, it's Portuguese. And so I've learned some of those songs as well. And one of them in particular is Fogo de Deus, and it's like the fire of God. It's similar to Spanish, Fuego Duas or something oh. like this. And my house caught on fire here in Brazil, and I had no idea how to say, like, help, help. But I was able to say, Fogo, Fogo, because of the Christian songs of Fogo Judeus. And I'm like, that music saved my (laughs) life, you know? And I was able to ask for help from my neighbors. (laughs) So, I mean, it's amazing. Bilingual music is amazing. So it saved my life. So That's a wonderful testimony. (laughs) (laughs) So my my wife made a lot of yeah. jokes about that to her friends. Like, yeah, good thing he knows how to sing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad I I learned that song definitely. A little bit more about your book. So you wrote a book titled No Greater Love, and so I want to speak about that a little bit. What encouraged you to be an author? Yes. Maybe after you were doing pursuing an artist and some other things in your life. So yeah, um, yeah. During the time where I was making uh, music or or trying to return to make music, um, I wrote a book called No Greater Love, and it's uh, an autobiography, basically of me and my best friend at the time. Um, I I decided to write this book because 
I wanted people to see how wonderful of a person um, that my friend was. Um, she was battling stage four cancer and she had a lot of testimony, a lot of testimony. Some of her experiences she was ashamed of. Well, a lot of her experiences she was ashamed of. Um, but it, it lit a fire under me and actually um, God spoke to me in support of this book um, because a lot of people, uh, they're really cool. And, and she, they were saying that she was faking um, the fact that she had cancer because hmm. God had prolonged her life for so long. Um, she found out she had cancer uh, in her late 20s and she died at 56, which was last hmm. year. So, you know, it was a lot of people saying, you know, my, my, my father or my uncle had uh, cancer, uh, pancreatic cancer, and they died within X amount of years. And how can she live that long with that type of aggressive cancer? And I was like, and these were church folks. And I'm like, do you not believe in the power of God? Do you not believe in his healing power? A lot of times when we say God is the healer, we think that God has to take the symptom away completely, but that's not necessarily true. You know, God could stop the consequence of that element that you have, just like with the fiery furnace. He didn't take the, the, the fire away. He just didn't allow them to get burned. That's good. So I like that. We have to think of Thank you. <laughs> so we have we have to think of God in, in a more broader sense and not our limited understanding. And so I wanted people to see what a, a, a mighty woman of God she was and the things that she went through and encountered both naturally and spiritually, uh, but that she still served God. She still gave God praise. And so that's the reason for the book is because uh, through her journey um, and through our journey together, it, it, I tell story about me separately, uh, my life story, uh, some of my life story, some of her life story, and then how we met and our journey together. But during our journey together, um, it, it just it shows just how 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 love was the greater in everything you know when she wanted to give up love lifted her you know when when she felt defeated it was love that brought her back it was love that kept her holding on and so that's the reason why i entitled it no greater love because wow. um it was love that kept her this long it sounds like it yeah and not just maybe love that carried her on too, but the love that he had for her to continue to give her those things she needed to continue life here as well. That's really cool. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And when was this book released to the public to buy? It was released in uh, 2018. So about two years now. It's been out. About two years. On Amazon, on Books, Barnes & Noble, like where are you selling this book as well? Um, both places. Um, Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Uh, you could definitely get it at the Barnes and Noble store, or you could get it on Amazon. 
Um, it's for about 14 bucks, but sometimes, you know, Amazon have uh, sales and stuff like that. So um, that will be available. And um, also it's, uh, you could get a digital copy. So you don't have to um, order the hardback. You can also get a digital mm -hmm. copy of it. Okay. Yeah, guys, I'm going to put a link below. You guys can click on that and check out the book as well. No Greater Love. And you can find it by searching Charlita Houston, right? It's by your actual name, not your stage yes. name. Okay, perfect. Correct. You guys can find that below. And do, would you say that you have a favorite chapter over this book or maybe a favorite testimony? I know you shared a little bit already, but what else can you give us without yeah. giving it all away? Well, I have a, the last chapter which is actually No Greater Love, uh, the title of the book. Um, I want to read something real quick. It's not a lot, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> this was something that um, was one of our last conversations uh, during this time of our life. And um, I'm going to forever remember this. So it reads, one evening, one evening, Reed called me and the conversation went right into us reminiscing about the things we experienced together. We hadn't laughed that hard in a while. And despite the separation that was created, the love we built over the years was apparent. Before we got off the phone, we said, Lita, I first wanna thank God for blessing me with such a beautiful and wonderful friend. You have impacted my life in so many immeasurable ways. Down through the years, you have accepted me for who I was without any hidden motives. You restored me and helped me to believe in myself again. I had been used and abused by so many and was always giving and never receiving. It came to a point that all the love I was giving was thrown back into my face. I had been hurt to the point that I didn't trust and was afraid to love. But because of your faith in me and your love in me, you opened my heart to love, my arms to hug, and my emotions to trust, and my spirit to give. And so I thought that that was, that's just part of it. But I, I, I said that there's no greater testimony than that, you know, um, mm -hmm. the point of my life, and I have always prayed that. I would impact people's lives in a positive way. And um, that last conversation showed me just how much I have impacted her life. And sometimes, you know, when you, you do things, you're just thinking that you're doing it out of ritual. You know, this is what I do, or mm -hmm. you, you're doing it because that's just who you are, you know? And I always looked at it as, if that was just who I was, I never looked at it as something extraordinary, but it definitely meant more to her than what I could have imagined. And so um, that is something that I definitely uh, will continue to hold, um, just the impact that I had in her life. Yeah. As a friend. I think it's yeah. amazing when we can see the fruit of our labor. We don't always need to see it, but mm -hmm. it's special when we get to see it. Right. Right. Exactly. Because as a as a missionary, there's been times when I've been able to see the fruit right in front of my eyes. You know, someone gets baptized, someone gives their life to Christ, and then there's times mm -hmm. when I don't get to see it. And it's not as 
I mean, it's, it's not as encouraging and it's not as exciting when you don't get to see it, but the right. work is still being done, you know? Right. And, and there's a verse that says, it's not the one who waters or the one who plants that gets the glory, right. but it's, it's Christ, right? He's mm-hmm. the one. It's always about him. And so it's so good. The No Greater Love, I think that's a great title. Thank you. Thank you. And after the whole book is concerned, what would you like your readers to take away from reading this book? Number one, um, I know that this is a Christian station, but it still needs to be said, there is a heaven and there is a hell. And um, it, 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 it's, it's real, thanks to God. It's definitely real. And I have never experienced um, spiritual warfare the way that I did um, with her. Uh, even being raised in the church and, and seeing certain things and experiencing certain things, I have never experienced it the way that I did with her. So there, heaven and hell is real, and the enemy is trying to stop you from your purpose. And I just want to let you know that no matter what you have to face, because there are going to be some things that it's going to tear you down or try to tear you down. It's going to be some things that you don't feel like you could bounce back from. But just remember that God is always there. It's the trick of the enemy to get us to believe that God has forsaken us. It's the trick of the enemy to get us to believe that God does not love us. And he would tell us that over and over again. Well, this is the reason why you're in that situation, because God doesn't love you. Thank God loves you. God is there. A lot worse could happen if he wasn't. Trust me. So I just want them to know that no matter what they face, no matter what they go through, that God is with you. God loves you. And God wants you to succeed in life. He really does. He wants that relationship with you because in the end, that's the whole point of us being here is that we will reign with Christ. So that's what I I want them to get from this book and to know that through her testimony, through my friend's testimony, um, and actually it was said too, and I, I, I kind of prophesied to her in her latter days and I said, you, uh, she, she was an evangelist and then she pastored a lot of uh, pastors. And I told her, I said, you know, the word, you, you have carried the word mightily. You have delivered the word mightily. I said, but in your latter days, your testimony is going to be what saves people. And mm-hmm. she began, when, when she got past the shame um, at times, she began to tell a little bit of her testimony. And when I tell you, People were delivered just by the words of her testimony. She didn't even need to, you know, preach from the Bible because her her life was a living testimony. Her life mm-hmm. showed the relationship that she had with God. And people began to get delivered from that, knowing that if she went through everything that she could go through and still, you know, be serving Christ, then so can they. And yeah. so I, what I a want great inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want everyone to know that it doesn't matter how hard it gets that continue to serve God because he's, he's there. 
And I do want to ask about future projects. What do you have in mind for the rest of 2020 or maybe 2021 coming up soon? Yes. So 2020 was a, I I know we were in an epidemic and everything like that, but it was a blessed year for me. Um, (laughs) I, I, uh, I, um, released two singles, uh, one called A Change Is Gonna Come, um, and one recently called Clap It Off. Um, I did a music video for A Change Is Gonna Come, um, and now I am in the process of uh, going to school online to uh, do some uh, music production classes um, because next year, well, uh, at this time, I am uh, mixing and recording my own music. Um, next year, in 2021, uh, I am anticipating uh, an album to come out. Wow. So, um, and and in that album, I'll be, like I said, I'll be the executive producer for uh, most of my songs. So, I'm really, really excited about that, and just you know, expanding my business. I have a, um, uh, I teach voice lessons, um, but I'm also um, doing, uh, going to be offering music production uh, next year where, you know, people could come and record and, you know, I'll mix for them and all of that. So just really excited to see what 2021 has. Um, But I, I definitely was blessed in 2020, you know, in spite of everything. That's a good thing. There's got to be some of those stories out there too. You know, we can't just have, it was difficult. It was difficult. We need some good testimonies too from 2020 because I definitely don't have one either. (laughs) So I'm glad that you do. That's a great thing. (laughs) Yes. That's great. All right. And again, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. It was great to hear about your story, your music your book and all the things that you brought today with on the show. And if I can have you in the show with, uh, with a prayer, that would be amazing. Yes. Father God, I just thank you right now for allowing us to be here. Thank you God for the listeners. God that are listening. God, I ask you that you bless their household in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you that you search their heart, God, and fulfill their needs. God, in the name of Jesus. God, those that are out there that want a closer relationship with you, Father God, I'm asking you to draw them to the right places, God, in the name of Jesus. Allow them to be exposed to the things that they need, Father God. God, I'm asking you that you touch their household in the name of Jesus. God, begin to replenish the things that were lost, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask you that you protect them that you guide them and that you lead them through your spirit, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I ask you right now that you look upon them, God, in the name of Jesus, to continue to show your love and your grace and your mercy towards them, God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you that you bless this radio show, God, in the name of Jesus, and you continue to bless them, God, and multiply it and increase their listeners, Father God, multiply and increase their business, God, in the name of Jesus. And God, everything that they touch, God, that it will be multiplied in the name of Jesus. God, we would give you the honor and the glory right now. We ask you just to continue to be with us, Father God. Give us peace in the midnight hour. Give us peace through our storms. 
Father God, and let us know that you are with us. Let us feel you, God, in that midnight hour, God. Let us feel you when our backs are against the wall, Father God, because we know that you will never leave us or forsake us. So, God, we ask you right now that you continue to be with us and bless us in the name of Jesus. And we honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.